welcome back to Get Outside with Kids. This is Jen and Kate coming to you with some of our favorite tips for and reasons to get outside. And this week, we've got a local guest we're going to be featuring on our show. Stephen Hoy has been hiking, backpacking, and scrambling in British Columbia's Coast Mountains for 30 years. Hoy is the author of Best Hikes and Nature Walks with Kids in and around southwestern British Columbia, which is coming to bookstores in May 2022. His first two books, 105 Hikes and Destination Hikes, were number one BC bestsellers. Welcome to the show, Stephen. It's great to have you here. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks so much, Stephen. I'd love to hear about your connection to getting outside with kids and why you think it's so important. Well, the big thing is it's fun for everyone. It's fun for you and them. And uh, personally, growing up in the Vancouver area, uh, you know, having opportunities when I was young to get outside and you learn about hiking and camping, you know, had access to various outdoor education opportunities. Those were hugely, you know, formative for me and create a lot of memories. So it's, uh, it's pretty important for me now as a dad to, to get my son outside and, and show him these things. And, and uh, it's also just really great to be able to see things, you know, kind of all over again with fresh eyes. Stephen, I had some questions for you here around your best-selling book. So your, your first um, book 105 hikes is kind of carrying on this tradition of these this book that has been around in BC for a, a long time can you tell us some of the history of that some people like you see these sort of older versions of this book floating around and over the years it sort of changed and progressed can you tell us a little bit about that kind of history of 105 hikes yeah um, I mean the hilarious thing for me is that I've met people on the trail they can't tell the difference between the numbers so they think they're the same book so I've, I've met someone uh, once, uh, I think it was on the Radium Lake Trail, and, you know, my friend was, like, bragging about how I wrote this book, and then, and then they were like, wow, you must have started really young, because the first book came up, <laughs> the, the 103 Hikes book came out before I was born, right? Um, but yeah, growing, growing up uh, in Vancouver, uh, in Burnaby specifically, like, I had the fourth edition of 103 Hikes as kind of the venerable guidebook for this area. And, and that was my like favorite book of, out of any kind of genre. That was my favorite book in high school. It's a crazy thing. You know, I, I read that book and that book is sort of, a, it's been a BC Mountaineering Club project for, for many years. And, you know, I dreamed about writing a guidebook and then decided I wanted to write a guidebook. And, and just luckily the publisher, the same publisher uh, was looking to carry on, you know, that book in a different form and, and came to me at the same time and we were able to mesh our ideas and it just kind of happened. And now we're going to be carrying on that tradition with the next level of the book, which of course is your hiking book for kids. 105 Hikes book has some pretty epic hikes in it. Like some of them are all day, 30 kilometer adventures. And now we have to kind of scale that down to toddler and kid friendly adventures. So tell us, tell us a little bit about the on the ground work in building the kid version of this book. Yeah. So I, I always, like, I always wanted to write a book of shorter, easier hikes too, because I like to do a lot of shorter, easier hikes as well. Like especially in the in the um, in the shoulder season, while a lot of people are snowshoeing, I like to do all the forest walks then and, and the wetland stuff. Yeah, I, I I just like the relaxing shorter hikes as well. And and then you know having having a son, I actually thought shorter for me meant I was going to write a book of hikes about like four and five hour hikes. But then I started taking my son out there and realized you know, <laughs> that even, even that is ambitious. His favorite hike is like one kilometer, right? So <laughs> that actually was really interesting because I, I learned, you know, while I was doing the book and picking the hikes, I was becoming, you know, less ambitious with the hike. And also having fun kind of seeing the things that really, you know, got him excited. Things like hollow trees and, 
and any kind of water. And- Can you tell us, Stephen, for those people who don't have the book yet, what kind of, um, how, how is the book kind of broken up? What sort of features are you talking about in there? And how can you kind of use the book to, to find the right hike or nature walk for your kids? The book is structured similar to my two previous books, uh, 105 Hikes and Destination Hikes. So there's hikes kind of in the four directions around Vancouver. There's charts uh, to help you kind of pick, uh, you know, the features and, and whatnot. There's also a, a chart, some of the best hikes for, you know, different features like suspension bridges or big trees, that kind of thing. Kind of a matter of, of looking at the chart, deciding based on, you know, difficulty ratings or quality ratings, which are like more like kid focused than my previous type of ratings um, or, you know, statistics like elevation gain or, or distance and, and just looking at the pictures and figuring out what you what you want to do. You kind of touched on there about the features that made it interesting for kids. We'd love to hear, you know, and it kind of expand upon that about what really are the features on the trail? And you've kind of seen it where your your son has been like, wow, this makes it so cool because of course kids have such a different perspective. Like my cool feature on the trail is getting to the top where there's a view. Uh, but for our age kids, that's really not what they're going for. So yeah, elaborate a little bit on some of the best features uh, that kids really enjoy on these hikes. Yeah, I mean, definitely any kind of water feature is a real draw. Like it's a puddles. It's, I remember the first hike my my, my son did uh, in Lynn Canyon, like he was just stopping at every ditch. So yeah, any 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 sort of icicle or puddle or river or waterfall, anything like that. Bridges and boardwalks, especially suspension bridges and hollow trees, uh, big trees because big trees are just so impressive when you're when you're little. Views are less important, right? but yeah, a variety of terrain. Being able to see animals, you know, different kinds of animals, uh, you know, even stuff that maybe that adults were used to seeing like slugs and, and whatnot are all super interesting. Yeah, caves, all these uh, things that they can get up close and, and touch. You know, now that you say that, it's actually never occurred to me that, of course, I mean, firstly, my kids are two and five, so they can't really do a massive hike anyway. But I've never taken them to somewhere with a big viewpoint. And even if I did, you're totally right. They wouldn't care. Kids don't look at viewpoints. They look at the slug. And we did a hike uh, recently in Lynn Canyon with where there were icicles. And those icicles were like blowing my kids' minds. <laughs> so, <laughs> like yeah. it wouldn't have mattered if we'd gone up a mountain to see, not that we could have gotten up there, to see a view. Um, if instead they could have just played with some icicles and some slugs, that'd be probably the best part. Stephen, I'm interested as well in how you research your hikes. You know, is this something you do full time? Are you out there every day hiking, taking your notebook? out, up and down trails, back and forth. How do you research them and how do you kind of gather enough information to be able to write an entire book about these types of hikes? Well, I wish I was doing this every day. No, I have a I have a day job. I'm in communications. Each book tends to take around two years. And so it's, you know, it's hiking mostly on the weekends, uh, doing as many trails as I can during that time. And then, you know, weeding it down, trying to do a variety of trails, different lengths, different types, different areas and getting, yeah, being, I like to be able to offer quite a variety of of hikes, hikes that are good for different seasons, that kind of thing. Yeah, just doing a lot and taking a lot of notes on the trail. Um, you're not, you shouldn't be like an iPhone zombie, you know, like tripping over roots. But that's kind of me uh, a lot. I don't have any like special software I'm really using. I'm literally taking my notes in like Apple Notes and some some GPS stuff. Enough notes that I can, you know, I can I can write about a hike maybe a year later even. Can I ask Stephen a question that kind of occurs to a lot of people when they're hiking is. When somebody's written a book and they have the length 
in there and it's in kilometers, which presumably you can get off GPS, but there's always the time in there. And some of those estimates, depending on like which website you're looking at or a sign in a, in a park can be so out. How do you actually, like as somebody who writes books about this stuff, how do you accurately determine those lengths in time? They're, they're accurate. They're accurate for me, really. Um, it's a personal sort of standard. So I use the time and I, I can, I, I look at whether I was going slow or fast compared to how I might normally be going. Ideally, two over multiple visits, I can get an idea of, of the difference. But I, I kind of use some standard things with the timing is, you know, like I, I budget uh, half an hour for lunch. So, I mean, often you take, I take more than that now. With kids, yes. But, <laughs> uh, yeah. The interesting thing about the kids book is I didn't put times in it. Because because with kids, the times are so like I was trying to do times and I thought, you know, it actually makes sense not to put the times in. There's distances and elevation gains. I love that you didn't put times in because we've done a 1.2 kilometer hike and it's taken us four hours, you know, like that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> how could you estimate <laughs> yeah. that? It's like zero plus hours. That's how long it'll take you. Who knows? So that makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> now you said you were taking, um, you know, your son on some of these hikes. I'd love to hear from his perspective, maybe what some of his favorite hikes are, maybe some of the lesser known hikes in the area. Um, yeah. Like what hikes did he kind of enjoy the best that were in the book? He loves, uh, he loves going to Bowen Island. So the, the Killarney Lake hike, that's, that's a favorite of ours. He doesn't even have to get to the lake though, to enjoy it. He just enjoys getting to the meadow halfway there where there's like beaver dams and, you know, on, on the way there's a viewpoint and, uh, that, involves scrambling up some rocks so that's uh that's a good one he does love anything with suspension bridges as well so you know going up the fisherman's trail to the seymour canyon um and the seymour river suspension bridge uh yeah and and he's really into the big trees he's always asking if they're grandpa trees oh i love that (laughs) so somewhere like cypress falls is a good place where there's you know old trees and big trees did you say the seymour suspension bridge yeah the seymour river suspension bridge up uh in the lower seymour conservation reserve it's it's the one that they had to it's fairly new because they had to after the rock slide in the canyon there a few years ago they had to to take out the old bridge and put a new one in okay i'm getting really excited to see this book (laughs) yeah i'm excited to explore it yeah i haven't been up there in a really long time so yeah i'm sure it looks very different so it's a it's a really cool bridge but it's it's a different kind of suspension bridge it's much sturdier it doesn't shake like just thank goodness Stephen, we've talked a lot about, I'm sure as an avid hiker, you're often very prepared when you go out on your hikes with all the supplies and of course the 10 safety essentials. Even then though, I'm sure there are times that things still go wrong because no matter how prepared one can be when you're hiking, when you add in the elements plus a spare toddler or child, things can still go wrong. So Stephen, on the show, we always love to share some of the moments that don't go as perfectly planned as we hoped, even though we tried our best. Um, And so we'd love for you to share a story with us when things didn't quite go to plan for your hike. (laughs) There's, well, there's been a few times. Uh, There was the time that I forgot to bring diapers and wipes. (laughs) Yeah, that that wasn't, that wasn't good. Um, and then, and then there's a, uh, once we were going up in headwaters and we took transit there and we, you know, basically just walked a little bit off the bus and, and he, he falls and scrapes up both knees, like really bad. And, uh, I had things like an emergency blanket and stuff like that, but I didn't have any band-aids. <laughs> so I'm, 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 you know, I'm trying to make, not make a big deal of it because when you make a big deal, that's when they get upset. So I was like, oh, we'll just go to the Creek and, and just wash it off. <laughs> We just got there. And of course, whenever something like that happens, you know, anyone I'm hiking with, friends or otherwise, they're always like, you didn't bring what? (laughs) Do you ever get? 
get lost on trials, Stephen? No, I, I wouldn't say I've gotten lost. You get, you know, it's, it's about checking out different, different things, you know, you know? <laughs> um, no, I mean, uh, yeah, there's, there's definitely, there's, there's wrong turns and, and that happens all the time, but that's kind of how I figure out things too. Right. So I've never, I've never actually gotten lost. Generally I always know where I am in relation to the trail on the map, but you know, definitely I'll miss junctions, miss viewpoints and have to go back or my friends will get annoyed sometimes because we'll get to a viewpoint. And I'll be like, this viewpoint is not what I thought it would be just to make sure. I think we should go another half an hour. <laughs> We won't find any more viewpoints and that's going to be kind of upset about it. <laughs> you just had an extra hour round trip onto the hike. No big deal. Whatever. It's fine. Now, Stephen, your son's a little bit older than our children are. As Kate mentioned, um, our oldest children right now are both five. So we have a lot more kind of say over their time with us right now because they're still a little bit younger. Your son's obviously um, a little bit older than that. So how is he still enjoying hiking or maybe not enjoying hiking now that he's a bit older? Have you found, um, how do you keep him interested in hiking with you? Or, or what are some of the, you know, some of the challenges you might have encountered along the way? Yeah, I think it's, there's a little more resistance to the idea of, you know, making the trip all the way there and doing it. You know, once he gets over that hump and we're there, he loves it. He's a nine now. And when I was writing the book, he was between six and eight. So he he loves it. But, you know, there's always that first half an hour where they're just, you know, dragging the feet and right away, let's go home, dad. And, um, and then, you know, half an hour and you get, gets over it and he's, and he's, and he's loving it. The other thing is he, he, he loves riding the bus. He loves transit. He loves taking ferries. So like that, that's been always great because he doesn't mind riding the bus for an hour to get to a hike. That's almost part of it for him. So that's that, that's actually a great part of it. But yeah, he, he definitely likes hikes on the, on the shorter side. So, you know, it's between, you know, kind of one and five kilometers. I once got him up to eight kilometers and he was almost dead. (laughs) I gotta say, it's kind of gratifying to hear this, right? Because, you know, you've, you've obviously done a lot of massive hikes and, you've done each of those hikes multiple times to be able to write books about them. Right. And I think when we become parents after having done lots of hikes like that, you know, before kids, you feel like, Oh, well, maybe I should be getting back up to those massive big hikes again, but kids won't let you do that. And, you know, Jen and I talk a lot about how you look at photos of parents who are taking their kids up massive mountains on Instagram and social media, and you can feel a little bit overwhelmed. Like, well, I can't do that. So the fact that you, we're hearing the same, like for us, five kilometers are absolute upper limit with a five-year-old and a two-year-old at the moment. And to hear that that might be how it is for the next couple of years is kind of, I don't know, it's, it's kind of a nice thing to know that like, that's just the place we're at in our lives right now. Maybe when they're teenagers and young adults, we'll be able to take them on these bigger hikes, but it's kind of comforting. <laughs> Kind of comforting to, to sort of just accept that, I guess. One other thought, Stephen, as a very Vancouver question here, but those of us who live in Vancouver in the Vancouver area know that parks are getting so, so busy here and it can be very hard in the peak of summer to get into some of these places. So you mentioned taking transit to parks, to those presumably accessible by transit, but how else do you kind of avoid the crowds in Vancouver, particularly when you're trying to write a book? Um, <laughs> you're on some kind of deadline, you need to get out and research that uh, that trail, but often the car parks are completely full, you can't get in. How do you kind of get around that and still get out and hike? Well, there's just there's just so many trails around here so um you know there's always the the popular ones that everyone talks about and have the big parking lot and those are you know often crowded but there's always like a trail in the next valley or the next hill over that doesn't have that crowd so there's always options there's 
like places like Cypress Falls, which are, are pretty, uh, pretty cool, but pretty unwell known locally. There's always places like that are that are surprisingly uncrowded or so yeah, there's just there's just a lot of different places to go. And yeah, I just kind of never run out. And so there's, there's just a uh, yeah, just trying different things. So I think what we're hearing is, you know, basically don't choose your hikes from Instagram. Instead, you should buy Stephen's next book and obviously find the more off the beaten path places to hike. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's so true. I think often, I mean, we're all on Instagram a lot. We all have different, you know, hiking things that we're following and you see a lot of the same trails posted. I mean, if I have to see one more Joffrey Lake log photo, like I'm just not sure. It is a beautiful hike. It's absolutely stunning. But everyone posts the exact same photo and I think sometimes even as parents, you think, well, like, well, that's where we have to go to have this memorable experience. And actually, you don't actually finding a quainter, much smaller hike uh, is going to be a much better experience because it's not as busy. Maybe you can take transit there and that can be part of the journey as well. Um, And really, it's about the things we care about, like the epic viewpoint or that epic lake view is probably not going to interest your kid anyways. So you might as well go for a hike that's a lot less busy, a bit more off the beaten track. And it's something that's more perhaps age appropriate for your kid to enjoy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about you, but my my kid is not going to wait online to take a picture on a log. No, absolutely not. <laughs> and I and I would refuse to do it anyways. Um, actually, this reminds me that one of the first things that really pulled my son in on our first hikes was like hearing the sound of a creek, uh, the large like Lynn Creek, a, a very large creek, that roaring sound. He he was so struck by that sound. I can picture it in my head. We were there a couple of weeks ago and it's beautiful. So uh, yeah, I love, and I love that kid perspective as well, that they notice things like that. And particularly if it's their first time, they ask, what's that noise? And like, well, obviously know what that is, but how could they, <laughs> how could they? It's kind of refreshing to hear that point of view on a hike that you've probably done many, many times. Yeah. And I think something me and Kate have kind of said, uh, you know, number of times on this show is, you know, pre-kids, the hikes I would look at, like if we were going to go out for a day and do a hike, like it'd be minimum 10 kilometers. Look at Kate behind us. Kate's pointing this like beautiful epic photo. I think it's Elfin Lakes behind you, right, Kate? Yeah. So you'd be minimum, we'd be looking at 10, 12, 20 kilometer day hikes. I wouldn't have even glanced at a hike that was five kilometers or less before, but it actually means I missed out on a lot of amazing trails around the Vancouver, you know, Metro Vancouver area. So now with kids, if you look at it at the perspective of, I actually get to explore explore new places that I never would have given a second thought to. And some of these places are stunning. Check out our Instagram at get outside with kids. We typically are posting kind of some of these beautiful shots from hikes that are just one kilometer long or three kilometer loops. And they're still just as beautiful, but they're often just overlooked because they're not, you know, you're not hiking an entire mountain in a day. Um, so if you kind of keep that perspective of like, instead of saying like, I don't get to climb a mountain with kids, but rephrase that too, I do get to explore new places that kind of helps with some of the mindset around hiking as well. Yeah. I, I was the same way, you know, always wanting to do the higher, farther hikes. But I I did also always like doing little ones too. So yeah, what I love about doing these books is just the variety of hikes it it makes me do, Uh, you know, makes me always looking for new ones to do and, you know, never running out. And yeah, there's, there's so many little nooks and crannies in the woods around here that are beautiful and, you know, might be beautiful in the rain or different seasons and and whatnot. So yeah, just getting outside and, and, and experiencing all these different areas is just, it's it's a lot of fun. and, And you know, having kids and, you know, any other factor always, you know, it it affects the choices you make and then you get to see different areas. Yeah. I love that. And how many hikes and nature walks are in the book, Stephen? 55. 55. Okay. Awesome. 
Can't and then, um, so it's, it's called, like it has nature walks in the title, but the idea really is to be like, these are good hikes for introducing kids to hiking. Like there's no really flat ones in there. They're, they're all have some like ups and downs and, and whatnot. So they're all, they're all meant to be, you know, good hikes to uh, varying difficulties to, to get your kid into hiking. Awesome. That's perfect. And again, so Stephen, just tell us again, because uh, depending on when you're listening in, tell us again, where we can find your brand new book, Best Hikes and Nature Walk with Kids. Where can we find it? So it should, it'll be in, in all the local bookstores. So the, the release date is, is May 17th, uh, 2022. And so you can find a, a list of stores on my website at 105hikes.com. But yeah, it'll be, it'll be on Amazon, Indigo, as well as like, you know, book warehouse, kids books, all sorts of places. And it will be on our Instagram as well, when we're uh, able to do some of these hikes, we'd love to share some of our, you know, some of our thoughts and photos from the hikes when we've been able to get out and do some of them as well. Yeah, perfect. Well, thank you so much for being on our show today, Stephen. Uh, we are going to link in the show notes below, of course, to Stephen's website, 105hikes.com. We'll also be including the, the link to the book when it is live and we're available for that. Of course, Stephen's also on Instagram at, I think it's 105hikes as well, right, Stephen? Yep. And I also am under just under my name, Stephen Hoy. Perfect. Well, thank you again for listening in. This this has been so great to connect with another a local that Kate and I have kind of crossed paths with in different different ways. Um, we're so excited for the book to come out. So stay tuned. Like Kate said, we'll be sharing more on our Instagram page at Get Outside with Kids or some of these fantastic hikes. And make sure that wherever you're listening in, you hit subscribe so you get our next weekly episode delivered straight to wherever you listen to podcasts.